Whistleblowers at the Department of Veterans Affairs say not much has changed since it stood up a new office designed to weed out confusion and retaliation. The VA Office of Accountability and Whistleblower Protection is supposed to recommend disciplinary actions and to fire employees for poor performance. The office is also supposed to protect whistleblower rights. But whistleblowers tell members of Congress they're still seeing and experiencing retaliation. VA says lawmakers aren't getting the full story. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco has more. It's been nearly two years since Congress passed the VA Accountability and Whistleblower Protection Act. That law was supposed to give VA the tools to discipline and fire poor-performing employees more quickly. But it was also supposed to stand up a special office to protect whistleblowers and their rights. At least three VA whistleblowers say that's not happening. VA's Office of Accountability and Whistleblower Protection is still relatively new, but whistleblowers say the office takes too long to investigate and resolve complaints. But what's most problematic is that whistleblowers say retaliation against them is still happening. Catherine Mitchell is an internist and specialty care medicine consultant at the VA. She blew the whistle back in 2014. Her insights helped reveal the wait time scandal at the Phoenix VA. She says she hoped that experience would mean things would be different, but... The retaliation never stopped. The only difference is that the way it retali- the retaliation is occurring has changed. Before, it was making me work unlimited hours without compensation or dropping my performance evaluations. Now it is basically excluding me from any opportunity I have to oversee patient care and address the problems. My title, especially care medicine consultant, I'm supposed to be allowed by my job description to oversee patient care, to be involved in risk management and utilization review. I have been excluded from all those activities. I cannot verify that the VA has improved things when issues come up. Mitchell and two other whistleblowers talked about their experiences at VA, and their stories were dramatic. Dr. Minu Agevli is a program coordinator of the opioid treatment program at the Baltimore VA Hospital. She says she was told to schedule imaginary appointments at a fake clinic to mask wait times at the facility. She's filed complaints with multiple places, Office of Special Counsel included. She was recently informed of VA's intent to fire her. She says the past couple years have been stressful and upsetting. Learning that the department wanted to fire her, though, was almost a relief. But I should say I love my job. And, you know, it's scary to just feel like... At any moment, I could come into work and something else is going to happen. Members of the House Veterans Affairs Committee tried to understand where some of the root causes of these problems stood. They acknowledged that the problems were systemic and not necessarily dependent on what administration was in charge. Here's Mitchell with Congresswoman Kathleen Rice. The culture of leadership has been malignant even back in 1989 when I started. This has nothing... Why? Why? Why do you... I don't know what started originally, but what happens is that leadership people promote people that are like them. So bad promoted like. And that's very common. So you have a culture of people that are all like-minded. I will tell you, I don't want to uh, to paint all leadership with a a broad brush, because I've known some very ethical, very, very good people supervisors, administrators, who are wonderful. The problem is there are only two types of administrators or leaders in the VA, those that wield power unethically and retaliate, and those that wield power ethically but don't have the power to address, stop the retaliation. Members on the House committee also question removal and disciplinary data from VA. 
The department's published a report that looked at a year of disciplinary actions after the Accountability Act was signed into law. And the data showed employees at GS Levels 1 through 6 made up almost 37 percent of all disciplinary actions in the first year of the new law. Senior executives, though, made up 0.1 percent of all disciplinary actions that year. The whistleblowers say this information is telling. Here's a Gevle. When I read these OIG reports, I'm not an expert, and I don't pretend to know about other facilities, but I feel like often they'll identify a major problem, like, you know, there's improper management of a wait list, and what they'll focus on is the frontline staff. Like, all of these frontline staff are scheduling improperly, but they'll fail to look at whether this is being directed in some way. And even if it isn't one person saying, you do this, is there a culture at that facility that is influencing people to do these things? And I think over and over again, we're not looking at that as a system. We're just picking off the people at the very bottom, like the low-hanging fruit, and so it keeps happening. The Project on Government Oversight says the new accountability office is unprepared and unwilling to welcome in whistleblowers and work through their cases in a way that makes them feel safe. Lawmakers asked whether the frequent turnover at the VA is part of the problem. The department's on its second secretary now, and it's taken over a year for the administration and then the Senate to confirm a permanent person to lead OAWP. Rebecca Jones is policy counsel for POGO. You know, a high turnover rate can be troubling for many reasons, and one of them is sort of a lack of institutional buy-in at the top about changing the culture of retaliation, ensuring that the people who are leading the agency are determined to make the change. Where there's a high turnover, I mean, that it becomes less clear if who they're replaced with will really understand the underlying culture of retaliation and, and whether they'd be as determined as others to ensure that there's reform. Whistleblowers say training is also a challenge. The Accountability and Whistleblower Protection Office requires training for all of its employees. But the training says one thing, and the department's actions show another. Tom Devine is the legal director for the Government Accountability Project. His organization represents a lot of whistleblowers. And he says it often seems like the Office of Accountability and Whistleblower Protection don't know the ins and outs of filing a whistleblower claim and dealing with it properly. Mr. Chairman, there needs very much needs to be training of OAWP in the Whistleblower Protection Act. There don't seem to be in practice consistently familiar with its provisions. So many of the staff have come from institutions where they spent their entire lives on assignment to conduct what turned out to be retaliatory investigations against whistleblowers. This accumulated a real bias. That doesn't change with a new location and a new job description. They need to get it. The whistleblowers plus POGO and the Government Accountability Project offered a wide variety of suggestions about what could improve. Restoring a quorum at the Merit Systems Protection Board would help. Staffing up the Office of Special Counsel would help, too. Mitchell says OAWP should develop a standard checklist that all investigators can use to review a disciplinary action or retaliation case. Whistleblowers shouldn't have to submit documents that their immediate supervisors will later review. And the same VA official who proposes a firing or disciplinary action shouldn't be the same person who makes the final decision. Mitchell says... Clear guidance might help the Accountability and Whistleblower Protection Office move more quickly to resolve these complaints and wrap up investigations. 
She says it seems like OAWP is dragging its feet on some of those cases. I don't know what is a reasonable timeliness period, but I do know 16 months is not. Others have told me it's been a year. If you're talking about a major action where an employee is suffering a risk of termination or demotion or um, suspension, those actions can occur within a week or two. The OAWP should should have processes in place to be able to mobilize quickly to go in and examine whether or not those personnel actions are appropriate in in the context. Devine, though, has a more dramatic idea for the Accountability and Whistleblower Protection Office. They should be an independent watchdog within the agency, but in practice, their decisions are controlled by the Office of General Counsel. Its mission is to defeat whistleblower claims. The conflict of interest could not be more hopeless, and OAWP needs to be freed. VA wasn't at this House hearing. Secretary Robert Wilkie says that's a problem. He wrote to committee leadership before the hearing and warned it would be too one-sided. The department was supposed to testify, but it didn't. Oversight and Investigation Subcommittee Chairman Chris Pappas says the department will testify at another hearing soon. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Check out Nicole's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. 